Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number five. In this episode, I am chatting with Amanda Kate, who is the founder of Design Lingo, a business creating functional homes and workspaces through conceptual design consultations. Plus, Amanda is also a marine rescue radio operator, a rural fire service volunteer, a mum's exercise group of Australia facilitator, a soccer player, a zookeeper and a local companion animal carer. On top of all that, if you're not exhausted already, Amanda also juggles farm life, pet reptiles and her toddler hubby combo. So her life is pretty full. This is a fabulous insight into the life of someone who really values giving back to her community and being a fabulous role model to her daughter. But it's not only that. Through all these avenues that Amanda volunteers with and all the different experiences that she's been a part of, she has managed to find herself again. Something that I think as women, we can really struggle with, particularly after becoming a mum. I want to add at this point that both Amanda and myself live in rural New South Wales and our internet connection is somewhat sketchy at the best of times. So I want to give a big shout out to Amanda who, despite it being like eight o'clock at night, dark and freezing cold, was outside on her property trying to find the best reception that she could. So please excuse the little internet dropouts that we had. I trust it doesn't take away from the value of this conversation. And we join it with me asking if Amanda has always been the type of person who likes to be kept busy. So in the introduction to this episode, I reeled off a huge, massive list of things that you managed to fit into your life, Amanda. Have you? Um, you know, it makes me feel tired even reading it all. <laughs> have you always <laughs> been someone who likes to have a lot going on? Um, not intentionally, but once you start actually writing it out on paper, it does look like a lot going on, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so I have always been doing something. Um, so it's not like I can just go to work and come home. I've got to be going to work and volunteering somewhere and coming home. So yeah, I'll put that down as a yes. I'm constantly learning new things. <laughs> I think that's really cool, isn't it? Like just that last little bit you said, that constantly learning new things, being open to the fact that, you know, being involved in lots of things can teach us lots of things. That's a really cool concept just in itself, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Because I find, um, I suppose, sitting around at home isn't getting me to meet new people or um, moving my backside <laughs> to getting fitter or so it was just a matter of getting out there and um yeah expanding yourself you've got to I feel like you've got to improve who you are as a person um constantly um life keeps changing <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely and I know for one for me like I'm someone who is very driven by variety you know there's these um core human needs and we're all we've all got them all but we're all driven by a different one of them different one of them listen to that grammar yeah. <laughs> but I know for me variety is is something that I need to make sure I have in my life and and so some people always say to me geez like how do you fit it all in I'm like well 
my response to that is we we will always make time for whatever's important to us is that something that you sort of believe in as well yeah definitely prioritizing um you'll always fit something in that you need to or you'll make the time for it uh, so I generally make time for sleep because I love sleep and I'll always make time for eating because I love eating. <laughs> uh, so if I can fit in work and eating sometimes, you know, I don't mind that. Um, though I have been listening to a podcast where it said you need to be eating mindfully and not doing two things at once. So that's oh, been a struggle. Really? <laughs> Gosh, I would struggle with that. <laughs> as I have my very unhealthy bag of chips and a banana in the car at the skate ramp this afternoon waiting for my 10 year olds to decide to come back and meet me <laughs> oh yes which you know having that is better than being hangry they call it <laughs> I'm not a good person on an empty stomach <laughs> oh tell me about it and my, my I was having this conversation with Mr Seven the other day and he was like mum he's like I thought I invented the word hangry but now everybody says it I'm like no mate you didn't invent the word hangry I'm sorry you might have just freshly discovered the word hangry <laughs> he's like, you, you get hangry don't you mum I'm like yes I do <laughs> I don't usually notice it though until I've reached that point which is horrible <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we've established we can always find time for food we we, we need we, we need food to like um you know keep us settled keep us from being hangry <laughs> yes that's right so 100 percent prioritizing very important in life so um your business design lingo tell us a little bit about that um yes I can rattle on forever about that so I'll keep it nice and short for you um <laughs> suppose I'm very passionate about people living in a functional home um, and that could mean many things um, but mostly that their stuff that's stored in their pantry is at a reasonable height for their needs or they're using what's required for them um, just like you want to keep your dirty laundry near the laundry so as you can do your washing just um you know stuff that can save trips and save time um you don't want to be walking around furniture when you can have a clear line path for indoor outdoor mm. entertaining just um simple functional benefits to designing a home such as yeah window placement I'm sure a lot of people sit on their couch and go oh, I just love to be looking outside here or um, that window might just be interrupting that TV yeah. <laughs> display. So there's a lot of things that comes to a, a home design that just could have, I suppose, been fixed prior if you had a consultation. And so I just like to come in and try and make it as functional for you as and suit your needs just via consultation um, mostly. And then I can just draw up some plans if it's required. But otherwise, it's a pretty laid back, easygoing fun business <laughs> oh, I love it so it's like you know if people are um planning a new house or planning some renovations you know you can come in and just say okay well I you know I see what you've got here have you thought about this have you thought about that what are you going to use that room for what are you going to use that room for have you thought about twisting this around that way or putting that there that sort of thing gee you're great with your words that's perfect <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing that I do so essentially, I guess, like what, what you do for your design clients is kind of, I guess, in a way, um, a metaphor for how you must live your life in as much as, you know, you fit so much into your life, you must um, be 
very effective at managing your time. So in much the same way, like with your design clients, you're helping them utilize their space most effectively. You're essentially using those same skills to you know, manage your time most effectively. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And, and it's not to say that I have just been born a pro at this. Um, <laughs> I've gone through a lot of um, hurdles to try and find the best thing that suits myself and my needs as well. Um, and so essentially while I've been picking up on all of those skills, I also like to pass that on to other people. Um, but I did see it quite some time at the University of Canberra doing interior architecture. So it's not just something I picked up overnight. I did work my way to it. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now now you've got a um, toddler thrown into the mix as well. That must really make things interesting. Oh, definitely. Um, especially when it comes to climbing out of cots and knowing how to open doors and jumping in um, and interrupting my sleep. <laughs> um, and again, they're not, con they're not as much as you try to make a routine, um, some things are quite unpredictable. So um, oh, you yeah. just also have to go with the flow. <laughs> I remember we took our um, eldest, we got our eldest out of a cot. No, he would have been about 18 months old, I think, when we took him out of a cot because for that exact reason, he worked out how to climb out of it. And I'm like, I was just saying to my husband, you know, like it's the side of the cot is really high. Like if he falls, like he's getting out of bed every night anyway, and he's climbing over the top of this cot. And if he falls, he's going to really hurt himself. So we might as well take the side of the cot off and have it as a bed. And it was sheer hell to begin with. Like we were almost back to those newborn days of, like you say, interrupted sleep. I'm like, what is going on? We've had 18 months of solid sleep and now you keep waking me up. <laughs> yeah, just throws another spice of excitement into our into our day doesn't it yeah definitely um it's a whole new set of skills to get around um which is lucky that there are plenty of other parents out there who have also gone through it but again um the zookeeper in me has um tried to do some toddler training <laughs> so we're working on it it's a work in progress Oh my God. I can totally resonate with that too. I have, um, I don't even know if I'm even, if I should even say it on a podcast like this, I have been known to <laughs> hold the, um, bedroom door shut and I have stood there for like an entire hour just to make sure that he actually gets some sleep holding the door shut. I'm like, Oh God, locking my child in a room. Is that right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. So tell us about some of the um, volunteer work you do. You just mentioned the zookeeper, the zookeeper in you. Um, what, like we did reel off a huge list of things at the, at the beginning. Is volunteering and sort of giving back to the community, is that something that's really important to you? Yeah. And um, the volunteering organisations also are able to provide you with experience that you wouldn't usually get day to day. So Last weekend, I was lucky enough to be a part of um, a helicopter training. So in the case that the fires come back through, um, I have somewhat of a skill base to communicate with the pilots um, in regards to where to drop the water on the fire based on um, the plan of attack. So that's the kind of thing you don't do every day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
that's, so that's again, the RFS. Just, uh, that sounds like a very dumb question, but that's not through <laughs> zookeeping. That's through the RFS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's through the rural fire service. So um, that's a that's um, yeah something I've been a part of since I was sixteen. Um, but I come and go as you have kids or had university commitments so yeah. um but I'm back into it in a, a more active role again um now that I can leave my toddler with um family members while I go fight fires but it's been a nice quiet season um don't yeah. want to jinx anything again so no, um quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes so and then um my marine rescue was something that I actually just started during COVID because I walked past a poster that said that they needed volunteers and I'm like oh well quiet <laughs> with COVID at the moment I'll give it a go and and here I am still partaking in um yeah those exercises as well keeping lives safe at sea and um yeah teaching other people how to be safe as well and what you need to do out on the water and um being available in the case that something does happen <laughs> that's unreal like it's it's so let's just go through all this again. You know, you're you're on a farm, you're running a design business, you've got a toddler, you're volunteering to the Rural Fire Service, you're volunteering with Marine Rescue. You are still zookeeping as well, is that right? Or is, is, that, is that one that's dropped off just for the time being? <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm still zookeeping, not at the capacity that I used to, but um, I do like to um maintain my relationship with the staff and I've been there 10 years as of last month so it's something that I haven't quite learned how to give up just yet um so um since having a child I've just slowly returned to that role um in the hope that maybe the design business might grow and I won't have to work technically for anybody again um just <laughs> unfortunately with house purchases that banks also require you to work for someone else until you have a successful business so it's a tough situation this house buying and business owner <laughs> yeah and you know that's that's something that I again I personally relate to as well you know with both my husband and I having our own businesses you know we, we we're renting and we've been happily renting for six years and um, we just we just um, started thinking just not long ago, like, wow, you know, it would be would be nice to kind of own our own place again. And I wonder what that might look like. And and then I sort of suddenly realized, well, geez, you know, the last time we had a house, we both had full-time traditional jobs sort of thing. And, and now we've both got our own businesses. So there's probably a, there's a whole new world we've got to navigate there um, to even make that happen. So I hear you there too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so much admin involved just in life <laughs> um, on top of everything else that you have to do. It's um, sometimes I feel like I just need a personal assistant just to check my insurances are all sorted and I've got money coming into my account and returning phone calls. It's, um, yeah, an interesting one. <laughs> oh, it totally is. It totally is. And what, so what is it that, what do you think, it is that drives you because as I, I sort of keep reiterating, you know, the, the massive long list of things that you do, um, even, you know, to, to someone listening, just, you know, having a business with a, with a toddler on the side is enough as well as volunteering in all these different organizations. So like, what, what is it that, that keeps you going, that gives you that energy that just allows you to keep, keep stepping one foot in front of the other? 
um yeah so one of them I suppose my main one is I like the idea of being financially independent so I don't want to work because I have to I yeah do the stuff that I do because I want to and um it's actually um since I met you some time ago now and you made me think about you know where do you want your life to be (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I really sat down and um started to prioritize what it is I wanted so it's not that I want a mansion or a million dollars I'm happy um if I'm with my family um getting along um and doing the things that I like to do so it's just a matter of prioritizing um and being happy and and living and not working too hard so that's why I do a lot of volunteer work because I enjoy it and um whereas I don't have to work a whole lot and when I do need to I can generally just work when I want to (laughs) yeah that is it is so important isn't it like to I I was having this conversation with somebody else um the other day as well like defining what success looks like for us is so important isn't it because it's so easy to be comparing ourselves particularly with um social media and everyone sort of um posting their um you know their 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 polished shininess sort of thing and then we sort of we look at that through our eyes of um, we look through our eyes of um, all our sort of imperfections and the things that we we aren't good at and so that gap in between is massive so I think having a really clear understanding of what success is to us um, is really really important isn't it yeah especially when you go to school and you're expected to pop out of school, go to uni, get a job, stay in that job and, you know, build up your super and retire and that's, that's it. So, um, but now, nowadays I find people kind of jump from some jobs to other jobs and work out what it is that they want to do and maybe redo a university course. So um, people are at least starting to realise that happiness is a priority and you don't have to be stuck in a nine to five job. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think, I, I, I hope in some way that positives of, of 2020 and the whole COVID situation is it's, it's allowed people the time to prioritize. You know, prioritize is a word that you've used quite a lot so far in this conversation. And, and it, it, we really do have to, don't we? Because there's only so much that we can fit into 24 hours a day. So um, when we place such high importance on sleep and food, we've got to allow time for that. And, and so that means other things have to give, doesn't it? So we'd have to learn that prioritizing skill. Yeah, and um, very similar. I actually I heard a quote ages ago, um, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but um, Beyonce has the same 24 hours as we do, so we can still accomplish, like everyone is the same, and it's just what you do in those hours what makes you different. So, oh. um, yeah, it's a about words of what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter about the exact words. We get the gist. We get the idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. And some days 24 hours isn't enough and some days the day goes really slow. So, yeah, yeah. So do you ever have days where, you know, so you you, you volunteer fighting fires, you volunteer sort of rescuing people out on the water, you you volunteer looking after animals, you, you're a, you're a mum, you're a business owner, you're, a, you know, you're on a farm. Do you ever have days where you're like, you know what, I just can't be bothered today. I just... 
I'm just going to stay in my PJs and do nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those <laughs> Netflix and chill days. <laughs> um, yeah, so my birthday recently passed and that was um, pretty much all I wanted to do on my birthday. Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I do very much like that, but actually I make sure that every day I have my working hours set and so I know that at the end of the day I have a cup of tea and watch tv with my husband and that's kind of my downtime mm. um so it's something that I can look forward to um yeah that I know is a bit of our time together on catching up on things amongst everything else unless we get a call out that interferes with that <laughs> <laughs> which would happen I guess volunteering for so yeah. much yeah um rare but it does it does happen (laughs) yeah 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 I think would would you say that um you know you sort of said that you you are someone that likes to have a lot going on you liked the you like the learning that you get from being involved in in lots of things but I have you also sound like you understand that you you do need that downtime you do need that recharge time and you can't be like on the go all the time Yeah, I suppose one of my favourite tips when it comes to something like that is that when you are motivated, just get it done. And when you do have a slow day, just do it. It's probably your body telling you to take a break. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I try to listen to my body, though I do obviously make commitments. So if something's in my diary, I'll do that, but then try not to overcommit for the rest of the day. Like Make sure there is two hours in the case that something does happen I've got that leeway or if nothing happens I can watch tv or read a book or and that's perfectly okay (laughs) yeah yeah because in my mind I'm like as long as I've ticked off doing something today it's an achievement (laughs) yeah yeah I know for me like I I so I'm similar I think in as much as like I'm driven a lot by variety I like to have a lot of stuff going on but at the same time I can very easily overcommit myself because I'm just so like energized by doing things and collaborating particularly collaborating with people and doing projects and I'm like yeah I can do that I could do that I could do that I could do that and before you know it I've just got so much going on and it's, it's something yeah. that I'm learning to control, but I will stress the learning, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really tough to say no, isn't it? Oh, hundred percent. I've, I think it's taken me easily almost two years to learn how to say no to things. And I still struggle um, because say if they're short on the roster at Marine Rescue for uh, or covering shifts for anything, I'm, I might have the availability or I can make the availability, but Mm. I'm determined to only commit so many hours. I'm still helping them in my way where I can. Um, So I don't have to be there 24 seven. You just have to tell yourself that, (laughs) you know, things they'll make a way. You don't have to be the person to come in and save the day. (laughs) That that's a really important point, I think, isn't it? Because, um, I, again, I know it's something that I can resonate with in, in as much as, well, you know, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Um, and, you know, then, then it's not going to get done. And sometimes 
that's just plainly not true. And we can hold ourselves on this higher sort of pedestal than we probably should. Um, but at the same time, sometimes, you know, maybe not so much in the case of um, a, a rescue shift or fighting a fire, then, you know, you might feel a bit bad leaving people short. But it, it, at the end of the day, like everything goes on, doesn't it? You know, everything still just happens. Yeah, we don't have to be the one jumping in, saving the day all the time. Like we we need that recharge time ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, something I learned since being a parent, um, because it wasn't an easy transition for me, um, was when um, you can't be there for your or child if you're not um if your glass is empty so yeah mm. but just always make sure that I'm filling my glass in order to share the that glass with others yeah that's really that's really profound putting it like that like that's something that I use all the time um that sort of analogy you can't pour from an empty cup and um you know you can't you can't keep pushing the accelerator on your car when it's got no fuel you know you can get more and more frustrated but the car's not going to move but when you put it in the context of I can't give to my child when I've got nothing to give yeah that almost like really tugs on the heartstrings even more doesn't it, it makes it even more profound and sort of sinks in a lot harder yeah I found learning when it was just yourself it's yeah you're kind of just working with your own schedule but when you have somebody else's life <laughs> to take care of um it's quite a big responsibility and so yeah I struggled um I suppose I another reason why I joined um being a part of other activities was so as I can find myself again around being a mum so um mm. and that I'm just not giving my cup to one place and <laughs> that I can still fill mine while while giving at the same time so it is a matter of um yeah juggling filling and emptying <laughs> <laughs> I love that juggling filling and emptying something that you said um I can't recall now whether it was something you said earlier or whether it was something we've talked about previously is that in in getting involved in all these things and, and volunteering with these different organizations as well as running your business is making you allowing you to feel more like you again um, do you want to elaborate if you can remember saying that do you want to elaborate on what you what you mean by that <laughs> so before I had kids I again like I was working at the zoo and um, I did design and I was working for a company um, in the building industry and then I had my daughter and it kind of and it sounds strange everyone says it, how your life just changes but um yeah. Um, in my mind, I was like, no, I'm prepared. I'll just, you know, if it's a hard day, I'll go for a walk. Um, yeah, I like to eat, like we mentioned <laughs> earlier. But um, yeah, and all of those things, I I ended up having a, um, a section. So when I was having a bad day, I couldn't just get up and go for a walk. It's a matter of learning all over again what were the things that were able to fill my cups. Um, yeah, and it was finding that identity of what it is that I in life um, as well as being a mum. So what do I want to be remembered by? Um, actually, yeah, it's very, I suppose, morbid to say, but at your funeral, what are people going to say about you? Like, what do you want to be remembered as? And so, yeah, that was just 
thing now that I just want to be a part of the community. Um, so if anything does happen, <laughs> I can have a community there to kind of wish me farewell. Um, but hopefully that's still many, many, many years away. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I, I know what you mean in as much as, oh, God, that sounds really morbid. But I, I think you've made a really important point there because we can so easily get caught, particularly being um, busy mums or busy parents, I should say. It's not just mums. Um, we mm. can get caught on this treadmill, can't we? And, you know, like this, like this hamster wheel, like, again, I was talking to someone just earlier today about the, the hamster wheel. It's just, it's Groundhog Day. It's just every day, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And before you know it, we can be five or 10 years down the track and we can look back and we sort of say, what have we actually done in that time? Um, and, and that can be quite a scary place to be, I think. So it, whilst it could be viewed as morbid, it could also be viewed as very functional and, and being very um, proactive in as much as, well, what do I want my life to be for? We talked earlier about the what, what success looks like in terms of our business and the lifestyle we want to facilitate, but why can't we sort of predetermine what success of our life looks like as well? And what we want to achieve and what we want to, what we want to have learned and what examples we want to lead. I think that's, I think that's a really cool thing that you've just said. I also found it really hard that um, everyone understands that when you have a newborn that, you know, you're not getting the sleep and people will cook you dinner, but they kind of, there was a, a flick of a switch where some people were going, Oh, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, so is staying home with my child not enough? <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's still, so I kind of was very not argumentative, but in my mind, I felt, that yeah and I still do is that minding your child is a high priority but then mm. it just started I think what my friends were just trying to say is like are you going to go back to work and do something for you <laughs> so yeah. yeah um yeah it was very hard to to make that transition um from one role into another um and now I think I with COVID gave me more time to then jump into more roles very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I say, like there's, there's it, it's been such a terrible thing, but there has been and can still be so much good that comes out of it as well by, by giving us these opportunities to, to reprioritize, refocus, really think about, well, what's important to me? What do I want to achieve? What example do I want to leave my kids? What legacy am I leaving? You know, it, it has given us that opportunity, hasn't it? Yeah, that's it. And um, if anything, it's just a matter of, like I'll just love to teach my daughter and any kids that I may have in the future that um, can just try and find yourself. It's not a, you're not going to do it overnight, but yeah, it is definitely a, a stepping stone. You just have to dip your toes in the water and find out what's out there and what you enjoy most. Yeah, totally. So what would you say, you've sort of hinted on a few things. Um, what would you say are your non-negotiables, the standards that you hold yourself to or the, the, the rituals that you, rituals or routines that you hold yourself to to sort of keep you sane, <laughs> keep you able to fit so much <laughs> in? Um, yes, it sounds, it might sound silly, but um, I know we mentioned it earlier is that you always make time for things. And so yeah. some of the things I make time for, it's a definite would be like teeth brushing. I feel like 
I can't I cannot start the day if I haven't brushed my teeth so I will not I don't like talking to people if I feel all fuzzy (laughs) so um that's one non-negotiable for me and I know it sounds silly but um I suppose for women some people might know is that if your bra's on you're working if it's off you're (laughs) you're having a um it's a relaxed time so um yeah that's seems very small but just finding out what works for you make you get going for the day um oh I so, think it's, it's hilarious that it, you know you're <laughs> saying things like these because it's so freaking important like sorry I'm just gonna interject just for a minute because you know I bang on a lot <clears throat> excuse me I bang on a lot about um, morning routines and um, morning rituals and and setting your day up right for success. And I get some sort of pushback on that. It's like, yeah, but, you know, I've got young kids and I don't, I can't always get up at the same time. And, you know, it just depends on this and it depends on that. And my sort of response to that is I'm not talking about like an hour of meditation followed by an hour of journaling, you know, like whatever your morning routine is, is going to be a morning routine for you. So I just, it just made me chuckle when you said that. So if it's cleaning your teeth and putting a bra on, rock on. Freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Because again, every day is different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it sounds really strange, but yeah, like when you go to that bra drawer and you're like, oh, is it a sports bra day? Is it a t-shirt bra day? Like it then <laughs> determines it's really lacy energy- one just to make me feel a bit more like special. <laughs> <laughs> Lift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just amazing how the little things that how you start the day actually get going but um I've tried meditation I've tried journaling like that's just not for me (laughs) so um yeah and it's just a matter and again it depends on how I get sleep in the middle of the night with my toddler (laughs) but I know as a non-negotiable that I will be brushing my teeth every day so as long as that's done I'm up and at it (laughs) (laughs) I love it and then ending the ending the day with um, chilling, watching TV with hubby as well. I think that's, I think that's really important to have that sort of um, <clears throat> sort of bookends on the day, isn't it? Enveloping your day with, with a, a starting the day ritual and an ending the day ritual, because that allows us to gear up and be, get in our top peak effectiveness area zone. And then we can, we can come down as well and, and relax and recharge and energize and go to bed and be ready for the next day. Yeah, that's it. Because my motivation levels change all the time. I'm mostly a morning person, but um, yeah, I just do things when that comes. (laughs) Um, But when the, uh, for example, before I do sit down and have tea and, and end my day, I do make sure that I have a list of things that I'm doing tomorrow and that like the next day is going to be functional for me, or is there anything I need to get done now? in prepare for the next day so I don't stop until I know that the next day is organized (laughs) I just think that's the organization in me yeah I think that's um I think that's so important as well isn't it like it, it gets stuff out of our heads doesn't it like there's nothing worse than going to bed and lying there thinking oh shit I didn't do that and I've got to remember to do that and I must ring that person back and I've got to send that email and I've got to do that quote all that stuff buzzing around in our heads it doesn't help us get a restful night's sleep does it so if it's if it's five minutes 
in the evening before we sit and turn Netflix on just to write down everything that we've got to do tomorrow, we can then shut that voice off and go, okay, it's written down. I'll get to it in the morning. Now I can relax and recharge. Yeah. I'm big for writing it down. Even if it's just a a note to myself or um, I actually use an app in my phone called Google Keep. And that way I know that if anything happens to my phone, which it can with a toddler, you never know. (laughs) It's always there um yeah ready if I need to and if I just need to take something off my mind I can just quickly write it in that and then if I need to organize it or get back to it the next day oh I love it I love it I think there are there's just so many questions that I'm sure like people listening have I'm like you know how do you how do you manage this and what do you do when this happens and what do you do when that happens like fitting so much in but I think the kind of the little insight that you've given us in this conversation is you know how you manage your time how you prioritize how you choose what's important how you envelope your day or bookend your day with routines at the start routines at the end I think um it's been an incredibly valuable and um rather entertaining conversation i have to say thank you very much (laughs) oh that's all right um i could talk to you forever so (laughs) sorry to everybody that had to listen in on me double away with random stuff because i do go on time (laughs) random banter is it's part of what this podcast is all about, you know, like it's not about us being our professional selves all the time. It's like, oh, I remember when that happened and oh, I remember when that happened and it's just those little bits of gold that are going to resonate with people. So all good, all good. If people <laughs> want to get in touch with you, find out a bit more about Design Lingo and what you do, how can they find you? Um, so the easiest way would just be on my website because there's a contact us link on there and just shoot me through an email um so it's designlingo.com.au I tried to make it as easy as possible (laughs) um (laughs) yes because I don't I do have Instagram I do have Facebook um so there are additional um information for that um but with my yeah busy mind I just don't remember any of it (laughs) oh totally no I understand 100% and we'll put all the links in the um, show notes to this episode as well so website Facebook and Insta handles everything will be there so people can um, jump on have a look at what you do ask any questions follow what whatever they desire Now, it was at this point that we lost our internet connection completely. We were happily continuing our conversation, but completely oblivious to the fact that the recording was recording no sound whatsoever. Oh, the joys of rural living. So we jump back into the conversation now at the start of our quick fire question section. And I've just asked Amanda what she's reading right now. Um mostly my emails <laughs> so I, I don't it. physically have a book <laughs> yes I can't really by the time I sit at a computer and, and work as much as I can I don't necessarily want to sit and then read something so um, my latest interests have been blogs in the design industry latest trends um, or general public questions and answers that are on say Facebook groups when it comes to construction so uh, I just like design so much that I do just read mostly designs totally hear you love it in terms of listening to things then what's your favorite song of all time and why (laughs) (laughs) um just to get it stuck in people's head I was going to say baby shark because that's all that's been on repeat at my house at the moment (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if it's not that, it's this is a song that never ends. But um, oh I will not get that in people's heads. <laughs> um, but I do do a lot of road tripping. So um, I like some of the old school, but lately I'm, and it sounds a bit weird to be coming from me, but I quite like Hilltop Woods. <laughs> ah, cool. Yeah. And yeah. Um, a bit of down under for a men at work. Um, so just some traditional upbeat, but not too crazy kind of music. Yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> now you've already alluded to um, a couple of these through our conversation, but what's a quote that's changed your life? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's overly obvious, but it's a, just a nice, easy one to remember: is don't be busy, be productive. <laughs> uh-huh. I like it. Making sure so that everything we do, we're doing for a purpose. Yes, yeah, taking a step forward and not just run around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it, love it. And again, this is something that you've um, alluded to through the conversation as well, but give us, um, give us an app or a piece of software or a piece of tech that's changed how you do business. Um, yeah, so I did mention the Google Keep. Um, so I won't rattle on about that but a digital calendar I used to write everything down but with a digital calendar when I have repetitive things such as soccer on the weekend I can just put repeat every Sunday <laughs> so I'm not yes. rewriting it and saving my time oh, I 100% hear you there <laughs> yeah and finally yes. leave us with and again you've left us with plenty already but leave us with a life hack or a practical tip that we can go away and go oh now Amanda's just changed my life <laughs> um it seems pretty basic but have a to-do list yeah um that way you can easily just move things up down prioritize but um not just a matter of writing down the things you need to do but I found write them down in categories so I need to plan my trip into town if I'm going to be shopping and going to the post office and doing this I'm like why don't you categorize your to-do list for in-town jobs so you're not doing a multiple times throughout the week and you can just get them all over and done with at once and that's a huge time saver not only having a to-do list but having an organized categorized structured to-do list to do jobs in blocks brilliant thank you <laughs> it has been like a, a pleasure always whenever whenever we have conversations it's always a lot of fun a lot of laughs and a lot of stories thrown in the mix as well so again thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it and again just a reminder to everyone that all of Amanda's links um, contact details are going to be in the show notes so um, they will be able to find you there no, perfect. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, again, it was always great talking to you. Thanks. Ah, goodness. Satellite internet, how we love you. What were your takeaways from that conversation other than ensuring that you live somewhere with good internet connection? There were a few standout themes that for me and uh, most notably was Amanda's awareness that life is constantly changing so we need to focus on our own growth and evolution in order to keep up. I love her attitude to volunteering. 
focusing on the experiences and the opportunities that it gives her to improve her skills rather than seeing it as busyness tasks, which is, I think, a really good example to set for her daughter. The other thing that really stood out for me is Amanda's awareness that she is on her own path. It doesn't matter what society views as successful. She knows what success looks like for her and her family. She knows what's important to her. She knows where her priorities are. And she makes sure the choices that she makes are in alignment with that. And especially around food and sleep. We cannot forget those most important things. So if you've followed my work for a while now, you'll know that I sound like a bit of a broken record in this regard because it's something that I bang on about to my clients all of the time. What does success look like for you? How much money do you want to make? What sort of clients or customers are ideal for you? What sort of work are you doing? How much time are you spending doing it? What sort of lifestyle is your business there to facilitate? As Amanda said, life is always changing. And I think it was Jess in episode one that said, time is always moving. We don't want to get five years down the track and realize we're somewhere we had no intention of being. So asking ourselves these questions is vital, not only at the start of our business journey, but continuously throughout as well. If you're loving the show, be sure to follow us on social media at Real Life Business on Facebook and the Real Life Business podcast on Instagram. I will post all of the links in the show notes to this episode and those communities are a really great way to share what you've been loving about these episodes, but also to let me know what you'd love to hear more about. Are you a business owner listening to this thinking, wow, well, I'm ready to share my story? Or is there something that you would just love to hear more of? Then shoot me a message, let me know, and I will happily do my utmost to get an episode on this show all about it. You can follow me and my work at reignitepc.com.au to find out more about what I do with my coaching clients. And remember to subscribe on your podcast app of choice so that you never miss a new episode when it drops. Alrighty then, that is all from me for this episode. Thank you for listening and I will be back in your ears really soon. Until then, bye-bye.